To all of you spooky, amazing people, welcome to The Haunted Ride, a paranormal and spiritual podcast, and I'm your host, Melissa. So I'm going to spend a minute or two talking to you guys here because I feel like I haven't in a little bit, and we've been doing so many new things and amazing things, and I just wanted to, I don't know, chat with you guys. The first thing is we had our live show last week. It was amazing. I'm still blown away by everybody's support and everybody tuning in, not only to the live show, but just to the actual episode on the podcast. I kind of thought that, you know, with people tuning in online or being able to access it, that they may not want to tune into it and hear it on the podcast, but people did. And I got so many amazing responses about it. A lot of people thought my unfiltered self was amazing. Which, thank you very much. I like to believe that I'm also amazing. But, um, you know, like I said on the on the show, I do try to tone down a little bit of my personality sometimes, mostly so that it's not overwhelming or offensive to people. As a lot of people like to tell me, you can count the amount of F-bombs that I drop in the um, live show, which I, it's so funny to me because when they told me this, I was like, I really don't think I did it that much. Like it didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me. But I know there was a lot of what the fuck. I remember that. <laughs> I remember as I was reading the stories, there's a lot of that. <laughs> or oh fuck no, those two, those two were very good staples of the live episode. But it was so much fun, and I know I was super super nervous. But somebody actually, they said that a couple people actually said to me that they really liked it because they could feel my light through it. Like they could just feel my energy through it. And like, it was so infectious that they like had a better day and they started it off right. And I was just like, that is the best compliment you could ever give me that I can help you have a better day. So just thank you to everybody who tuned in. I want you guys to all know that you helped me have a better day. Even when I was going through that podcast and that episode, I listened to it myself and I loved it. And I loved it. And I loved just being able to chat with everybody and the laughter and it was just a really beautiful process. So I, I really wanted to talk about that here just for a moment and again say thank you to everybody and thank you to everyone for your support, for subscribing, reviewing, sharing this podcast with people, all of your, your compliments and your replies and when you reach out and you chat and you message with me or you email me, thank you so much. I, I can't thank you enough. A little bit of what's going on here. We officially, for the first time ever, have slightly cold weather in Florida. Slightly. When I was younger, I'm sure I've complained about this last year. I want to say that I had a whole thing about this last year, about how when I used to live in Jacksonville and I was younger, I remember like it got to 13 at one point, and this is 13 degrees Fahrenheit, and I was so happy. Oh my God, I was so happy. But we do need to discuss the fact that Cold in Florida is much different than cold in places that don't have humidity because with the humidity, it like seeps into your skin and your bones and it's so easy to get sick. I am not sick, luckily, but a lot of people's allergies are kicking up and their sinuses are kicking up and they are getting sick. So please take care of yourselves and make sure that you, you know, drink tea like we always talk about here on the show. And 
a great tea to drink is Moringa. Moringa is a great tea to drink, especially right now. Or just doing, um, you can even do Moringa and do uh, some honey and and lemon. Or one of my favorites to make when I'm really like, my sinuses are really kicking up, is hot lemonade. So you just boil water, toss a whole bunch of lemon in there, and then some honey. And you can sweeten it up with like a little bit of sugar. It doesn't need that much honey if you don't have that much on hand. But it'll it'll be amazing for you. Do that for like a couple days and you'll feel amazing. So please take care of yourselves. In other news of the podcast, I know this is going a little long, sorry. I was supposed to put up that I'd be doing tarot card readings on the website in October. This did not happen. <laughs> this did not happen. And while I'm talking about it right now and I remember I'm supposed to do it, it's probably not going to happen today either. So closer to the holidays, I'll probably be taking like a two week break. I'll still have a bonus episode out. It's just going to be really short and just like a story or something that I have always wanted to share on the podcast, but I couldn't really figure out where to share it when I was compiling all of my experiences together to make like a synonymous episode. So we'll do that. But I know, I believe the 25th, so the Monday of thanks, the week of Thanksgiving, I will be taking a break that week. And either the week prior to the 18th or the week after December 2nd. We'll see which one. But I will give you guys a little bit more information about that as the week goes on, just so you know. And apart from that, I think we should go ahead and get into the episode. We are going to play a quick promo. And then we are going to read a couple of different stories. One about a ghost who liked to play country on somebody's radio. Another about a ghost who liked to set off a fire alarm. A third about a smiling entity. A fourth about an exercising ghost, which I don't know how you feel about that, but inside that makes me cry. And a fifth about my ghostly apparition that appeared on Halloween. Talk to you guys in a couple of seconds. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. It wasn't, it wasn't even a cool dog, like a Rottweiler. <laughs> no, it's like, no, a schnauzer. schnauzer almost took me off the earth. <laughs> so, did you drink a lot? Did you yeah. uh, do drugs? I mean, what? Yeah, I, yes, to both. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I, I was an ass. Really? For the bulk of those years. Okay, just and like, what, you mean arrogant? The, the arrogant, what? it was just all about Phil Moon, whatever Phil Moon could do to benefit Phil Moon. Okay. Uh, and I didn't care who I walked on, who I stepped on, who I angered. Have you ever passed someone on the sidewalk and wondered what their story is? What makes them tick? What makes them who they are? I'm Nathan Wade, and I'm the host of Everyone Has a Story podcast. Each week, we interview an average person and explore the events that have impacted, shaped, and molded them into the individuals they are today. In this world of vicious social media rants and bitter partisan politics, we need to put the Facebook down, shut the Fox News or CNN off, and take our neighbor a plate of cookies. I'm trying to do my small part here to bring people a little closer together. So grab your favorite beverage, find a comfy chair, and join me in on the conversation. Everyone Has a Story releases a new episode every Monday morning. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can also listen and subscribe at everyonehasastorypodcast.com. Remember, everyone is unique. Everyone has a story. What's yours? I hope you enjoyed the promo. 
Our first story is by Cargan2016, and it's called Old Radio. Back in 2006 to 2007, I lived in a small town in West Texas alone in a duplex. I didn't have much stuff and really didn't need it, so it was always rather nice. The one thing is I had two radios. One was an XM satellite radio, and the other was an old hand-me-down radio that my father had when he was a teenager. The old radio was one of those that the stations on it could only be changed by physically walking up to it and turning the knob on it. There was only about three stations that I could pick up on it there, but it was still nice to listen to from time to time. Where things would get weird is I would put it on an old classic rock station and go to the other room to mess around on my computer, either just surf the web or to play online games, but often within 10 to 15 minutes of me being in the other room, the station would change to a country station. What made it stranger is the needle wouldn't be pointed at one of those three available station numbers. And if I went out to my track and put the radio to the same station, I would only get static, despite it being strong and clear in my house and only about 15 feet from the radio inside to my track outside. The songs on the station were old ones as well, songs that I had not heard on the radio since I was around 10. This story actually reminded me of something that I didn't tell you guys when I shared another story of mine. A couple episodes ago, and I want to say back around maybe like episodes 8 to 11, I can't even remember the title, I brought up the fact that I used to hear entities at night, and one of the times I heard them on a boombox, and that was part of how I actually realized, like, oh, wait, when I heard them on the boombox, I was awake, and I, I could hear them in the undertones of the music, almost like static coming in and out, and I said, oh, you know, is it coming from the boombox, and I turned it off, and I realized it wasn't. And that kind of helped me to know when I was nuts and to like know this is clearly like outside of something. Well, for a period of time, the, this boombox stayed in our bathroom. And this bathroom um, was in the haunted house. It kind of was in between that whole, the portal closet in the third bedroom and my bedroom, which was the second bedroom down that hall. And when I would go in there and I would take a bath, there would be times I would be in the bathroom and the station would change. And at first I thought, okay, well, it's an old boombox stereo. I mean, we got it from a pawn shop. It's not like the wiring was the best, maybe. It, it worked. It worked. It did a great job. We had it for numerous years and it worked just fine. So I, at first I thought it was like an electrical thing. And then I would get up and change it back sometimes, but it would never really stay. If I was in the bathtub, it would not stay. And I remember calling my mom in there for her to hear it. And while she was in there, it didn't do it. Shortly after this, I had a Walkman. This particular Walkman had a couple of different scenarios and stories that happened, one of which I'll be sharing when I'm on the break. But the Walkman would do the same thing in that bathroom. In my room, it didn't do it. Or I'm sorry, I, it, was a, it wasn't a Walkman, it was a CD player. It was back when the CD players came out. And so it had the ability to play a CD and also play the radio. So this story, actually, I really love it because it made me remember that. And also because ghosts like to play with things. And sometimes they just want to listen to the music they want or to let you know that they're around things like that. And so I kind of just think that's what it was, especially since he had already said it was a hand-me-down from his father. You know, I wonder if his father got it from someone else or 
something like that. And maybe, or maybe it's just a, a little ghost that was passing by and wanted to say, hey, I'm here. So our next story is from Star Nexter 14. When I was seven, my nano, grandpa in Italian, passed away from cancer. I always stayed over their house since before I can remember. Well, after he passed, I, my nana, grandma, told me to say goodnight to Nano before bed. I called out goodnight, and goddamn if the fire alarm didn't go off in response. The next following months, whenever you called out to him, either the fire alarm would go off in response, or a single light bulb will turn off and on. Nothing like this ever happened prior to his passing, and it was comforting knowing he was watching over us even after he passed. So after I posted the thread, I asked my mom and my uncle about it. My mom only said every time she'd walk down the stairs with a fire alarm, she'd say hi and it'd go off. But my uncle, who lives in the house, said it started with another family member or close family friend passing. It started when he was in bed thinking about her and the fire alarm would go off every time. Next, he would ask questions and in turn, it would answer through the blips of the fire alarm. Then whenever my grandfather passed, the same thing happened. I asked about the lights and they said that never happened. I think I may have been remembering it wrong since this was so long ago. That may have been something different. So they were sitting in the kitchen eating, then in the dining room one bulb on the chandelier turned on. Which is strange, because that's not a setting on a chandelier. You can have all the bulbs on, or half of them. You can also be down in the basement and hear footsteps walking in the floor above. But everyone is asleep in the house. What my sister noticed first was that she would be in the basement, turn off the lights, and head upstairs to go to bed. Then in the morning, my nana would yell at her for leaving the lights on all night. My sister said the first time that happened, maybe she left them on, but the next few times afterwards, she knows for fact she shut the lights off. So another time, my sister, uncle, and my nana were sleeping upstairs. My sister and uncle are both light sleepers. They both hear a voice call to them. They think it's my nana who might be sick or need something, but she was fast asleep. All this has happened in the past few months. But a good few years ago, my sister was sleeping over. She was on the first floor watching TV late at night. So she switched off the TV, was about to go upstairs, but forgot to turn off the kitchen light. So she shuts it off. Walks past the TV again, then starts heading up the stairs. That's when the TV turned back on. She said she was so scared and ran upstairs. So it sounds like there's like a lot of different things going on here. And that either it's related to like family or uh, someone who's directly really like cared about in the, in the household. I find the fire alarm very interesting because I messaged this person and we talked back and forth and I was like, the fire alarm. And I was thinking like, why would you do the fire alarm? And I was like, well, you can't ignore it. You can't ignore a fire alarm going off. It sounds horrible. <laughs> it's an alert system. It alerts you. And so if you really want to, you know, alert somebody of your presence, I think it's the best thing to use. But I like the fact that, like, nothing sounded bad. Some of it was, like, a little scary, of course, because, you know, you're, well, for instance, the last story, her sister's walking by the TV, goes upstairs, and then it turns on. If she was in close proximity of the t TV, and maybe it had a wiring issue or something, and was very sensitive, and she jumped on the floor, and the TV turned on, that would make sense to me. But she was clear past the TV, going upstairs. So you can't say it's that because she had already cleared that point. So I just, I love the fact that there's so many stories. I love that it's like everybody in the family and that it also seems to be people in the family who have passed on who are just coming by and saying hello or I'm still here answering questions. 
like the one who was using blips from the alarm to talk with his, his close family friend. So this story is submitted by an anonymous person. So a few years ago, I was sitting at a bus stop waiting for a bus to get me back home. It's important for you to know that this bus stop was right next to a hospital. So I'm just waiting for the bus, and I look to my left and I see this lady. I thought nothing of it at the time, but as I looked at her, she just smiled and I smiled back. It was very quiet that day, just a distant sound of cars. So I looked to my right to see if the bus is coming, and then looked to my left again, and this lady that was there, like a minute ago, had disappeared. I didn't hear her get up to walk away. It's like one minute she was there, and the next she wasn't. I've been wondering about this experience ever since, and wondered what you guys have to say about them. I just think that she was just a traveler. I mean, you have ghosts that are tied to things, and then you have ghosts that can be free, and spirits that can be free, and they can travel. And so I like the fact that she just smiled. And I think it was just like a really personal experience for this person. I'm not really sure why, but one of the things I used to say a lot in, the, in this podcast was, when you have an experience that sticks with you, and you're sitting there and you're wondering about it, could it have been paranormal? Could it have not been? But it has stuck with you and it has stuck with you for years. I'm going to be honest with you, it's a paranormal experience. My brain is capable of holding a lot of things. I have a very good memory, and I feel very lucky for that. But all the stories that I told you guys, especially in the beginning of the podcast, those are stories that had happened to me when I was a kid. Over at least 20 years, 21, 22. Some of them literally when I was like a toddler. And they stuck with me. And I feel like because it's so strange... That's why it sticks with you. And I feel like when that happens, it's just a paranormal experience. It just fell outside of the box, outside of our realm of normal. And that's what makes it so interesting and so amazing is that these experiences really will stick with you, whether you want them to or not. This story is from Tag the Raven. When I was young, I lived in this old house that was falling apart, and we had many experiences in it. I had a bunk bed when I was young and I had friends over for my birthday and I got tired and they weren't, so they stayed downstairs and I went to bed. I could hear them playing downstairs and then all of a sudden I heard my name being whispered. I thought it was one of them, so I got up to look and right at my door stood an old woman looking directly at me wearing a white nightgown and she looked gray and she was grabbing onto- oh crap. She looked gray and she was grabbing onto my bed frame. It scared me so much that I couldn't take my eyes off her. I started quietly yelling for my friends and then I got louder and started crying and she just disappeared. So we're going to pause there because before, when I heard the, the description, immediately I got chills. And like I told you guys earlier, it's a little chilly here in Florida. My AC is officially off. I didn't shut it off. It's just, it's colder <laughs> than what I have the AC temperature set at and I'm like, I'm not going to turn on the heat because it's not, it's not worth it. And I have a, I have a blanket on me right now. So I'm actually very comfortable. I'm a little chilly, but I'm really comfortable. There's no reason why I should have gotten chills of any kind, but literally when she described it and I just, I hadn't even read the rest of this, I got chills and I got chills so much that I shivered. And so I've talked to you guys about that before, where when I feel like something was very tangible, I will get chills and I will shiver. And that's how my body refers to it, really, and kind of alerts me that this is a very tangible thing. So uh, I don't like that. <laughs> and you know how I feel 
about entities who wake you up in the middle of the night. And also, it's very funny, Real Ghost Stories Online, which is hosted by Tony and Jen. They had a whole thing about bunk beds for the longest time, to the point that Tony had a bunk bed bell. And his point was that bunk beds, for some reason, really seem to be haunted. I don't know why. I don't know if there's truth to that. I don't know if it's because nowadays, at least in my experience and for like from what I've seen, I don't think we really use bunk beds that often anymore. I think it's more like of something that was done earlier. And so I feel like maybe that's why. I don't really know why or if it's even really a thing, but I will say they gave some pretty damning evidence from the amount of people they had that submitted in stories about bunk beds being haunted and how often they got those stories. It was very, very often. And so every time I read the bunk bed, I thought about them and then I see this thing and yeah, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's not, it's not my thing. Not my thing at all. So to continue the story, Tag the Raven also said, I was sitting on my room by the door writing in my journal. My sister and her father were downstairs talking and I heard someone run up and down the stairs multiple times like they were exercising. And then I heard them run all the way down the hall to my room and stop right beside me and then heavy breathing right by my ear like they were out of breath. I looked and no one was there. So I ran out of my room and downstairs away from it to see my sister and her father far away from the stairs on the computer. I had so many experiences in that house. Those were the first two, and it got worse as the years went on. It was a creepy place with so much negative energy, and you just felt mad the moment you walked into the house. But I really miss that house. It concerns me that the end of this is I really miss that house. I can't tell you how much that concerns me. Because especially hearing that it got worse as the years went on, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. Nope. I'm not a fan of this at all. And please don't go back to that house. Is all I can say is just please stay away from the house. Because if it was so bad and so negative and you felt mad when you walked in and you have these creepy encounters, but then you miss the house. I don't know. That just doesn't sound good to me. So yeah, please don't go back to the house. Leave it alone. You know, move on about your life and be happy that you're not there. And hopefully your family isn't there anymore either. And that you guys have like no ties to the house or anything like that. But so thank you for your stories, but please don't go back to that house. And our last story of the day is what happened to me on Halloween. I told you guys in the live show, I'm positive something's going to come by tonight. I knew it. Like I knew it for sure. I knew it was going to happen. I was talking with somebody. I'm here at home. Suddenly to my left, I feel this thing more so over my shoulder, probably about six feet away. Couldn't see this thing, but I felt it there and I could feel what it looked like. And it was the Shatter Man, but I was just curious and watching. And I couldn't really figure out what it wanted. It seemed to just want to be a creep and to just stand there and watch me. And naturally, I said no to that. And so I put up a shield and I extended it to where I moved this thing outside of, of not only my space in my room, but my house. And I put the shield around the entire house. And so the thing is now outside. 
in my yard, which is fine with me. And it's still just watching and watching and watching. And it was there for hours, like three hours, just watching me. And then it went away. While this is going on, I'm feeling the shift of the energy. Because as I told you guys, um, I feel like there's a ley line that runs sort of diagonally underneath my house. And so I felt like the energy in the ley line, it's normally like, think of it like a, like a river, like a purple river of energy, right? And so the river is running and running and running, and it's fast paced and it's moving. And while it's not like, like you don't see waves or devi deviations really from it at all, but you can tell the energy there is very potent and it's moving in its own way. Well, during Halloween, I felt it almost like there was a whirlpool and it just sucked all the energy downward. And so I couldn't really see the purple anymore and it was just black. And I felt like everything had kind of gone backwards. And then not long after that is when Mr. Shadow Guy appeared. So I was talking to a bu my buddy and um, we were talking about Halloween and changes and shifts and things and how that felt. And she was talking about that it was super, super windy over there. And I was like, oh, well, it's not windy here. My trees weren't moving. No wind, no nothing. The next day I get out and clearly <laughs> I was very wrong because I see things like completely strewn about. And I guess the only reason why I didn't experience the wind at all was because I put the shield around the house. So while I was blocking things from being able to come in and, and deal with my energy and that I wouldn't have to deal with their energy either, I think it also took that away. Like it took the possibility of other things messing with the home or messing with my, my area or my property away too. But that was my experience. That was my Halloween experience. I mean, I didn't have anything else happen. I just had Mr. Creeper. And I didn't make him like go away, mostly because I was too busy dealing with all the rest of the spirits and trying to make sure that they didn't try to come by. So I was just like, if I just have this one guy, I have the one guy. It's not that much of a big deal. And he wasn't doing anything. Like he wasn't doing anything bad. He wasn't doing anything dangerous. He was just watching. It's kind of like, and this will happen a lot when you work with spirits. They will just pop up because they're curious about you. They're curious about why can you see them? Why is your light bright? That that's what draws them to you. And I guess that's just what drew this guy to me. So yeah, that was my little Halloween experience that I wanted to share with you guys. But apart from that, I think that's all we have to really talk about as far as stories go and the podcast. So I hope you like the show today. The thing I learned this week, this week has been hard. It's definitely been a week of testing. I want to say back in August or September, I shared an energy reading that I had done on the podcast. And I said that you were going to need to figure out exactly what you needed to put your time and your energy into because that is what you would spend the next couple of months doing. And I said that you needed to, you know, heal yourself and sort of figure yourself out because. After you did that, there was going to be some hard months. And man, was I right. <laughs> immediately, immediately was I right. I was so right that it would be scary if I wasn't used to it by now. Gotta say, I was really tested this week. I was really tested. And I was shaken to my core at one point, And 
I just kept going, kept it moving, told myself it would be fine, told myself that there would be a plan, that I would figure it out, and that's what I did. And I know that if this situation would have occurred 10 years ago, five years ago, maybe even last year, I would not have been able to handle it in the way that I did. There's no way. I know that because for a split second, I felt that. I felt terror. I felt being terrified. I really did. Of thinking that it wouldn't work and it wouldn't be okay. And just for a split second. And I know myself well enough to know that if this happened to me last year, I would it wouldn't have been a split second. I would have had a mental breakdown and I would have lost it for a little bit. And I didn't. And I... As soon as it came to me, I just said, you know what? No. I said, I'll be fine. I said, get through the day. Come home. You'll figure it out. And we talk a lot about strength on this podcast. And me realizing that I actually have strength and have my own strength. But sometimes you really don't realize how strong you are until you get tested. And don't get me wrong, I would rather not be. (laughs) It's okay. I'm good. (laughs) You don't need to show me how much I've grown or how strong I am or no, 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 it's fine. We can just leave it. You know what? Let's say we did and not like we can do that. But um, yeah, test it. And I don't think I was the only one. I've talked to a lot of people who all of a sudden have ended up in similar situations to mine or situations that literally came out of nowhere. I even remember like about a month ago or so. No, back in September. I remember my tarot cards had told me that someone was out to get me, basically, and I didn't know who it was. I remember that. And I remember going, but who the fuck? Like, who? Why? Like, that's weird. I don't understand what you're talking about. And after this week, I got it. And so what I want to tell you guys is that no matter how hard it gets, you are capable of making it through this. You're capable of walking with your head high, with your shoulders back, but not in tension and stress, not in pride, not in feeling like you have to put on a fake smile to get through the day, but in relaxation and knowing that nothing is going to hurt you and knowing that you can figure this out. You can get there and you can do that. I know you can. I know you can. So when the going gets tough, take a deep breath, settle yourself, and know that there is a plan. And I don't mean a universal plan. There is a universal plan. That's how, that's my belief. I don't mean that. You don't have to believe that. I mean, there is a plan that you can come up with. There is a way that this can work. You can do it. Okay. So with that, stay safe and take care. Love yourselves and love others. Have a good day. Have a good night. And as we always like to say, don't let the ghost get you. Bye.